Hi, I'm Joe. I'm a compulsive eater and I weigh and measure three meals a day from the gray sheet. I commit them to my sponsor. I don't eat no matter what and abstinence is the most important thing in my life. And I feel very privileged and honored to be here tonight as the qualifier for the meeting. Um, I have 13 years as of October 20th um, and of back-to-back -back abstinence. Um, and I came into the program on July 2nd, 2001. So I just wanted to start by showing a couple of pictures I haven't seen in a really long time. That dude um, is a friend of mine turning 50. I'm going to his 50th birthday party. Um, that's a really sweet friend of mine. That's my trip to London. And um, we were hanging out in the city, doing all the things that we did in the city. This is me and my sister. This is honestly, for me, the spirit and soul of what I was like when I was eating. That's the lower picture. Um, that to me is just, that just sums it right up just so perfectly. Um, I'll show you a couple of pictures for after, um, after pictures. This is my first bike ride in, um, since I was about 12 years old until 27 years old. So my sister took a picture of me when I, in my little overalls and my bare feet and hopped on the bike for the first time it was so exciting. Here I am jumping out of some airplanes. Um, here I am, let's see. This is a picture of me all dressed up at a wedding. That's me and my little nephew. Um, the top of one of the, one of the um, mountains of the white mountains, I, I've hiked a lot of them. Um, I love to see, um, this is another hiking picture. Um, I don't know. And uh, I'll just show you a quick cancer picture because a lot of people know my story, but probably never saw me um, bald. And that's another little bald picture of me. So I don't know, I just thought I'd start by showing pictures. Sorry for the people on the internet that can't see the photos. Um, you know, my experience being a person that grew up in my family was, um, you know, I, I was parented by a woman who was a compulsive eater. So when she made food, it was the way that she communicated love for me. And she was, um, I, I never really saw her as a normal sized person. I maybe saw her as a, like maybe a 12 or 14 once during one of her many, many diets. Um, but my mom always had struggled with weight. And my dad died of a massive heart attack at age 45. He just dropped dead. And I was four and a half years old and I was his namesake and the light of his life. And he and I were very close. My mother was, I was not close to my mother. Um, and when he died and my mom almost immediately gave birth to the last baby because she was heavily pregnant with a baby. Um, I remember, you know, I remember what food did for me. And I remember waiting for the little kid in the family because she was five years younger than me. I always remembered um, kind of waiting for the desserts to be passed out and hoped that she wouldn't eat it. And I would just sit there and eat all of the rest of whatever she was having because she was so little and 
hoping that my mom didn't really, didn't really notice. Um, so for me, I started soothing, um, my insides and all that ungrieved, um, stuff on the inside with food from a very, very young age. Um, I got pretty fat by age, like maybe fifth grade. Um, but not super, I was just like chubby. And every time I would just, I'm, I'm very tall, I'm very big. I'm like five ten, and I've got huge hands and I can palm a basketball. So I'm a, I'm a giant person. Um, so as I would just grow taller, I'd get fatter and taller and fatter and taller and fatter until I wasn't growing taller anymore. So somewhere between sixth grade and ninth grade, middle school, I gained a hundred pounds in about a year and a half. And I started high school at maybe like well over 300 pounds. Um, so it was, a uh, a terrible, well, that's not true. I graduated at over 300 pounds, but I was probably like 250 when I started in ninth grade, but either way, it was very, very bad. And my body was very distorted. Um, and I remember what it was like to come home from school. I just hated coming home. Thank you. And I hated going to school. And, um, so when I came home, I would, um, just eat meat, meat, meat in the afternoon. And then I would eat dinner with my, um, you know, with my family and then I'd eat after dinner. That's how I put on a hundred pounds. It wasn't a medical thing. It was just a mental health thing. I just couldn't stop. I just absolutely could not stop. So um, I'll just fast forward through the storyline, which is basically every three years, there was a geographic cure or some kind of a diet where I would lose about 60 pounds. And I would just went up and down and up and down somewhere between 325 and 250 until I was 27 years old, fast forward, my mom was dying of cancer. She had um, renal cell cancer that's related to obesity. Um, and I was living alone in Boston in an apartment where the ceiling was falling down and had a hand lighting the light on the stove and um, eating ritualistically. I was sort of eating like um, I would order, for example, a package of small um, sugar confections and I would unwrap them and just sit them all along the top of the, of the couch. And I would just sit there and eat the entire package, but like along the edge of the couch, or I would order, um, you know, something from the local store and just lie to the delivery people. That was a, a classic experience. And I just had this life that was triangular between the couch and the refrigerator and the television. And I just never really, I couldn't really get out of that. And the, you know, for me, for my experience was that I just, um, I, I couldn't sh shift my life out of that. And even though I was accomplished and I went to school and I got a degree and I got another degree and I passed some professional exams that were really hard. Um, I just could never shift out of that gear. I just couldn't do it. And when my mom finally died, um, about a week later, I had this neighbor that was like, hey, you want to go to this meeting? Um, my friend Susie does this thing. And if you want to come with me to the meeting, I think it might really help you. And he was just like very laid back about it, very chill about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I would do that. And at the time, I had been trying to lose weight for a while. Like what motivated me to go to the meeting was the fact that I had been eating against my own will for a while. I had started off at 335 pounds at the beginning of that year. 
And I had gone to the gym nearly every single day with this chubby girl next door. So she and me, she used to come down the stairs and be like, come on, girl, I've seen you in a bathing suit. Get out here. You know, she'd like yell at me and I'd come down the stairs and I'd be like, all right, fine. I'll go to the gym. Went to Mike's gym every single day in Cambridge. And I lost like, I went from like 335 to 317. And the only reason why I was exercising like crazy like that was so that I could eat more. And it was sort of just like this crazy thing. It was like, I was exercising and then I would justify the eating and then I would exercise and I would justify the eating. And I just couldn't move the needle and I could no longer effectively diet. That's really what happened is I just no longer had the ability to do it anymore. So when he said, Hey, you want to go to this meeting? I'm just like super fat. I'm like super, super unhappy you know, definitely suicidality was part of my story too. Definitely wanted to die for sure. Um, I got in the car, I went to the meeting and I heard this one woman, my first day walked into the meeting, everybody was thin, nobody looked like me. I was judge, judge, judgy of everybody in the room. Then I walked in and I was like, wow, there's this woman there who's like over 300 pounds, used to be over 300 pounds. She was mean like me. She was a people aggravator like me. She had a lot of things to say. She used to steal food from her siblings. She would do, I mean, this had like no scruples when it came to food. I had no, I had no, um, I had no meter of right and wrong when it came to food. If I wanted it, I was going to eat it. And she was just like that. And she was queen meanie. And I looked at her and I thought, damn, she looks good. She looks really good. And she sounds normal. And she sounds just like the way that I feel about food, she felt about food. So I went to probably six more meetings. And amazingly, after that, I decided to, you know, I decided to start weighing and measuring my food. It was uh, probably the fourth or fifth meeting that I went to. And um, I went up and asked one of the skinny little blonde girls with these, like, she just looked so beautiful and thin. She had these good arms and thank you. And I asked her to, you know, if I could weigh and measure my food um, and if she would be my sponsor. And she said, yeah, she would. And she, she walked me all through it. And I lost like a hundred, like 170 pounds or something in like a year. It was crazy. I lost 60 pounds in the first three months. I went to therapy for five years just to get used to being a normal sized person. It was insane that people were even like opening the doors for me, saying good morning to me. I was so used to being completely invisible in the city, so fat. I, I had no idea how to operate in the world with other people talking directly to me. I, I, I literally, it took me five years to just process not being so fat. Like I just had no idea what was going on. Um, I took the next probably eight years or so, six years or so to just, um, five years, maybe five years, um, you know, to do everything that I didn't get a chance to do when I was fat. I just really tried to pack my life full of all the things, learn all the things, do all the things, go all the places, you know, all that stuff. And I didn't really, I wasn't really particularly present in a lot of ways. It was just kind of like run, 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 running. And that was my story. And, you know, um, just weighed and measured my food and lived my life. And, you know, then the next 10 years has been a totally different part of my journey. You know, it's been the last 10 years has been um, tolerating the intolerable, 
learning how to accept um, things that are that I never thought I would have to um, surviving cancer, um, having the biggest joys of my life decoupled with the saddest times of my life. And that's just been my life the last 10 years. I mean, I'm married to an absolute champion of a man, completely so great, like so, so, so great. Um, he pays really close attention to my food in terms of like, just being thoughtful, just a thoughtful person. Like, Hey, do you need help with that? You know, like, um, I know you had a long day, so I threw this in the oven, whatever, you know what I mean? Just stuff like that. It's really amazing. And I've had the opportunity to do some really intense mental health healing. And, um, I don't think I ever would have done that unless I had been in as much pain as I've been. And I would never have done that if I did, if I, if I wasn't abstinent, I'm just going to fast forward really quickly. What I want to say about the food, about the gray sheet food plan is really like the most important thing that I like to say when I'm qualifying, which is that the gray sheet food plan works because it takes away the cravings of the foods that we want to eat more and more of. It's those man-made sugars and carbohydrates. The important thing about the gray sheet food plan is that it restricts the quantities to certain amounts. And it also restricts the kinds of foods that you're eating. So it's a two-pronged approach to abstinence that you don't find other places. That's the reason why the gray sheet food plan works. I'm a very, very big fan of people eating whatever the hell all they want within the confines of the gray sheet, including all of the everything. So for me, my own personal experience was lots of oink oink, uh, lots of things you throw on around Italian thing, lots of greasy and big and best and all that stuff for years and years and years, because my body was so morbidly, it was so super morbidly obese that the amount of calories that I felt like I could tolerate was like not as low as what some other people felt like they could. And I just couldn't, I had to like load up on the food for a long time in order to just get a daily reprieve of abstinence. Thank you, Carla. You know, a daily reprieve of abstinence is one day away from the addiction. That's the idea. That's why we're here. This is not a diet. This is a one daily reprieve, one day, of not compulsively eating, where you get a little bit of time between breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's what I never had. I never had that reprieve. I never had that time in between my meals. I wanted to eat all the time, or I was thinking about it, or I was thinking about my ass, whatever. And today I have all kinds of opportunities to think about all sorts of things in my life so that I don't have to be constantly just trying to fill up that void on the inside. Instead, what I try to do is I try to fill it up that void on the inside with, you know, community, love, the love of my higher power, listening to other people, being present for other people and trying to do things that are kind for myself, just to be present for myself. And, um, I, I, you know, I do the best that I can, you know, but I try to make sure my food's delicious. I try to make sure that I'm sponsoring I definitely have a sponsor. I definitely call my sponsor every day. Thanks, Carla. Um, you know, and I'm heavily, heavily reliant on a higher power that is greater than myself. And that's really all that matters. It can be whatever you want it to be. Just understand that you don't and I don't stay abstinent alone. We need our community 
that's why I'm here. That's why I'm at this meeting. That's why I'm qualifying. That's why I wanted to qualify is just to sort of raise my hand and say, you know, this works if you work it, if you are present, if you do what we do, it is guaranteed to work. It's guaranteed to work, you know? So love you guys. So, so nice to see you. Thanks.